welcome to Dear Hank and Catherine. Uh, oh, is it, or as I like to think of it, Dear Catherine and Hank. I thought you were going to say Dear Hank and John. Oh, yeah, I guess I usually do that. It's a podcast where two family members um, answer your questions, give you devious advice, and bring you all the week's news from Mars. And only Mars, Catherine. I did not prepare anything no. about no football. No, teams, sorry. And um, John that's, will be that's back. That's fine. You'll get you'll get two weeks worth John of news be, next yeah. week. He'll be back next week with with news about AFC Wimbledon. Or there's always Google. You could also look it up yourself, and I'm sure that it will be important. He's right now working hard on the Anthropocene reviewed book, so he wanted a little extra time. So we have given him that time, Catherine. Do you remember the time you got really mad at me right after you told me to put ketchup on the grocery list? <laughs> you were like, oh, no, I can't read it at all. Oh, no. I forgot that that was happening. And then I realized <laughs> what was happening. And then I didn't know how to react. Yeah. Did you did you get what the joke was going to be? I'm, no, I, I mean, not really. But I my brain shut down. <laughs> turned off she turned down just like I realized, oh no it's happening <laughs> i realized what was happening and i was like oh god <laughs> this <is> regress associate <laughs> yeah. oh yeah um you put being uh, this close to you uh-huh uh for dear hank and john podcast energy is a little painful it gets a lot isn't it he's loud you guys <laughs> <laughs> Delete this energy was lower than this. It's not the same energy. You really, you really project oh. right out into it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I got to bring your energy up too, and all the people at home listening. Let's bring it up. I'll just keep my finger in the ear that is closest to you. Is it that loud? My ear hurt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll try and hold it back then a little bit. I know a lot of people try to sleep. While listening to this podcast, which does seem like a peculiar choice. Yeah. What's what? Yeah. There's all kinds of podcasts that I feel like would be better at that. Yeah. You're going to miss all the extra good advice. <laughs> I mean, is you, that what you do on this podcast? For a long time, you you slept during McElroy podcasts. That was that. just because I was extremely sleep deprived as a as a Nuah. Yes. Yeah. But you could have listened to like anything. I never knew when I was going to be sleeping, though. Right. And it just occasionally happened that I was also listening to it's, it's McElroy so, podcasts. Yeah, it's so now my strategy have... is I just listen to Pride and Prejudice audiobook or Jane Austen audiobook. I've listened to them so many times, it doesn't matter if I fall asleep. Yeah. And they put me to sleep immediately. <laughs> That's good. Ask me a question. This question's from Ella, who asks, Dear Hank and Catherine, how many songs should I put together to make a perfect playlist? I found that too many makes the playlist feel disparate. Like, it's just a collection of random unconnected songs. But having too few leads to frequent repetition, which feels samey and boring. It's true. A 10-song playlist really cannot carry you through anything. Where should I aim to get the correct balance of musical spice and unity. Also on a related note, how many playlists do you recommend having? And how do you categorize them? Pumpkins and polkas, Ellas. You're not talking to the right people here. I mean, I would, I, I, yeah. But <laughs> I can, I can have an opinion on something I know nothing about. Okay. Pretty effectively. I mean, yeah, it sounds like this person knows a lot more about making playlists than we do. If you're going to have shorter playlists, you have to have more of them. And so if your playlist, like, to get that feeling of unity, like you're telling a story. I just can't imagine having the time to, like, do this. But do you, we used to. <laughs> we used to do it. I guess. Yeah, and we used to do it with, like, 
actual tapes CDs and CDs. And tapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. And and with that, you had a cap. You could oh, only yeah. put like it. max twenty songs well, on a CD. That was the, that was the real uh-huh. thing about making a mixed CD is like you want to get as many songs as possible, right? Without wasting uh-huh. space. Yeah, because you got like if you have like two minutes at the end, you're like, I got to find a one minute fifty eight second song. Uh huh. <laughs> Or Which, I got to take one of these longer ones off, or another yeah. one off and put a, put put two a longer on, put one two on. on. Yeah. Luckily, we listened to music where there were many very short songs. Many very short songs. So it was made usually it pretty a lot easy to stick one in there to, yeah. to fill oh. it up. I wasn't worried about samey and boring, though. Yeah. Well, like, you, cause That's it, the it point of a playlist is like, so you vibe. Yeah. Right? It's, it put, keeps you in it's, the mood. It's the, it's the repetition where you're like, if you listen to the same playlist over and over again, oh, okay. then you're like, oh, man, sure. like now I'm listening to Shaky Shaky again, and I just heard that song. Well, you don't have to worry about that with CDs because you can only have it be so long. Yeah. And then you just put another one in if you get bored with it. So that's what I think. Just make it the the, the average length of a CD. Exactly. Like, just put a cap. Oh, 45 to, or 60 minutes. Yeah. I feel like it's, you think of it as like an episode of television. Yeah. Like, cause that's totally. about how much time you have. Yeah. You know, it's like a unit of time. Uh-huh. And then. Mm-hmm. You do that thing while you're listening to this playlist for that long, and then you move on to the next thing. And I, th- I think it's just hard to define any kind of structure beyond that length. Because I think that, like playlist well, structure is important, but be- but beyond that length, it's just like, okay, so you can have sort of like a rise, and then you sort of coast for a long time. Yeah, I mean, If it's like a it, wedding DJ kind of playlist. Right. I mean, you think of it as like a film where sure. it's got like a beginning, a uh-huh. middle, and an end. Yeah. So if you wanted to make if you want to make it longer, yeah, then you have to script it. On your related note, how many playlists do we recommend you having? I think there is never too many, and I think that you have to share them like candy, like little gifts for all the people <laughs> in your life. I love to find playlists that my friends put together and be like, "Look at you, you weirdo." Yeah, I do. Like some of my favorite music came from CDs that people gave yeah. me mm-hmm. in the past that no one does that anymore but no. i guess people listen to other people's playlists yeah you can just it's very easy to just click and share a playlist which mm-hmm. you know kind of cheapens it a little bit yeah it does cuz you but, didn't have to do that work yeah you didn't have to mail it to me in yeah. the mail and just like wait for your computer to go <laughs> for a while <laughs> just to figure out what this is. Just a little weed whacker in there <laughs> making music somehow. Just get it dots. real get it real hot. Just turn the fan on real hot. Oh my god, the fan would come on and you'd be like, I guess I'm in the wind now. Yeah, my, I'm listening to this my music. My legs are hot. The, <laughs> I'm listening to this music in the wind. Uh-huh. I guess my legs weren't hot because it, I used to have it on. On my desktop. Yeah. My big tower. You didn't have laptops. Yeah. Yeah. God. And I, it was like two, there'd be a two CD drive so you could like burn straight from one to the other. Oh, yeah. That's the one. You had to, you had to do it that way. Mm. You weren't going to like yeah. put all the those files on your computer. On your computer. There's no space for that. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I really, I do. This is, it has really happened now where I'm really aware of how anachronistic my childhood was. Absolutely. And it, it's it's actually like, it is changing my perspective on the world where I'm like, things change. <laughs> they change a lot. They do. And we can continue to expect that. And it's kind of, it's I think making me a little more hopeful. Oh. Though I may just be in a hopeful place because spring is arriving, the sun is out. Oh God. And 
and the many of the people who I love have gotten vaccinated. Yeah, that so is a big deal. Who knows what's next and how how much it's gonna how yeah. much it's gonna change things and help people. There's a mRNA malaria vaccine now, which wow. is exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. So so who knows? Who knows where we're headed? Hopefully a good place, a better place. All right, Hank, here's one. I was going through some old photos with my wife and came across some of a couple we knew eight years ago. We haven't remained in touch with them, but have remained Facebook friends. I sent a couple of pictures their way wishing them well, but was wondering after the fact if this was weird. Mm. What's the cutoff time for such a thing? Should I just let the past be the past? Mm. Picture problem in Texas. Oh, picture problem in Texas, like we're a regular old advice column. Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah, right? Who, I don't see anything wrong with this. No, there's definitely nothing, nothing wrong with it. I'm trying to like picture who who is the like analogous couple in our lives. And they've got plenty of them. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, and like there's definitely people that we like were friends with in, mm-hmm. in grad school. Yeah, that we've fallen out of touch with, but I wouldn't be. I like, would love to hear from them. Yeah, and for the uh, most part, <laughs> for the most part, if you're out there and you're the ones that we don't want to hear from, you know who you are. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, unless there was like some reason you fall out of touch. No, that was, yeah, like, yeah just, I think it's just a thing. Yeah, I think it's lovely to to reconnect mm-hmm. and reminisce. And if they don't get back to you, it just probably means they're not on Facebook right now. Yeah, or their phone numbers changed, depending on how you sent a picture to them. I don't know. How, I don't know what you actually did. Did you mail Same it? Facebook. Well, they said they're friends on Facebook. Oh, that's they, true. They just said we that's sent true. a picture to them. Like I, I want that badly. I want people from my past to reach out. You look at me like I'm crazy. It's different for you because you are now right a personality. Sure, sure, sure. With sure. influence, I don't and fame yeah. and yeah. It's it, I don't like it. Sometimes it can sometimes be like, because what do you want? Yeah, they're yeah. like, uh, let's let's talk about my idea I had. That obviously <laughs> is not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. It's, no. The, the weirdest one is we're not um, gonna. Is I've had a I get this a surprising amount. I've had an idea about dark matter. Oh my god! And I'm like, your idea about dark matter is. Wrong. Well, I'm and also, I don't that, know yeah. anything about dark matter. What makes you think that I would be the person to talk about this? You have a general idea that I know science and like might have an opinion on yeah. your dark matter theory. Yeah. No. I know what dark. I know. I yeah. I know. I know the the exactly as much as you do about dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I know. I know why we think it exists, but as for what it is. That's all equations, and I do not want to get near them. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I see the equations, and I think, boy, I would this is need a wild tangent six gone on. months to even understand the variables in that equation. Yeah. Let alone what you're trying to do with them. So yeah, just treat your couple yeah. past couple friends like dark matter. <laughs> be like, be like, I had an idea about what dark matter is. <laughs> you, you probably exist. Uh huh. And uh, just throw stuff at it. I don't know. Just throw stuff at you dark. Never know. Throw dark matter at it. Yeah. Catherine, this question comes from Ellen, who asks, "Dear Hank and Catherine, I was noticing the other day my my house plant had dust on it. Does a similar type of dust happen outside, apart from just dust blowing from the ground? Dust in time. Dust in time. <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> All we are is dust in the time. Oh, that made me think about step in time, step in time, step in time, step in time. 
Never need a reason, never need a rhyme. Kicking his up, step in time. You know, that one? Nope. From Mary Poppins? I don't, but I was happy to have it keep going. Yeah, great. I don't. I think I've not seen Mary Poppins since I was a child. Hmm. Dust outside is an interesting idea. Because yeah. dust outside is, ju- is just... Well, there is like road dust. Sure, there's dust for sure. There's yeah. dust out there. But it's just, it's outside dust is just a part of the dirt. <laughs> it's just. But what happens soil is. Soil and dirt. Is outside. It's windy and rainy sometimes. And so the dust doesn't stick around. It gets taken down into the ground. Yeah. Where it becomes part of the dirt. Mm-hmm. But inside it never rains. No, it doesn't. As not. long as everything's you, going you well. You don't want it to. <laughs> Recently rained in Catherine's parents house yes it's bad not great <laughs> um and sorry everybody in texas also apologies if, if it ever if it recently rained in your homes oh yeah bad situation bad situation uh and it's very very much not windy indoors yeah i i don't know about like type of dust oh i know all about type of dust. okay because i think inside dust is mostly you don't want to know well it turns out veritasium did a video on this oh, okay and there's a he found a book that was like a book about Why don't about you just go dust. watch that video? You can, I'd suggest that you do. <laughs> Next question. But largely, you think that it's going to be skin cells, because that's oh, yeah, what everybody I talks did. about. I think I watched this. It turns out that there is plenty of skin cells, but yeah. mostly it is it is pieces of your clothing. Yeah, it's just like lint. Yeah. It's just tiny, tiny, tiny lint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also, yeah. like, it depends on where you are. Like, if you're sure. near a road, you get sure, a lot sure. of brake dust. If yeah. you're in the country, yeah. you get a lot of, like, dust dust just that's just pieces soil. of, like, tiny little yeah. dirt. Yeah. rock pieces yeah and uh and it was interesting because it's like what is dust mm-hmm. and it turned like turns out of course just very it, very tiny solid particles it's that any have settled solid that can be suspended in air mm-hmm. like for a i don't know if they had an amount of time but mm-hmm. like if you put it in air it doesn't just fall to the ground yeah it's small enough that it just sort of gets pushed around um, gives Adult humans, a soul. Yes, yes. It. Uh, yep. And the specters want to consume it. Yes. But, uh, you know, relatedly, if your houseplant has dust on it, you can either wipe off the leaves individually with a mm-hmm. lightly damp cloth. This Catherine does know about. Gently. Uh-huh. Or? Or you can put it in the shower. Give it up, man! <laughs> but you have to be careful because yeah. plant leaves can be tender. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to uh, yeah. dial down the pressure on your shower sometimes. So yeah. if, you're, if your sink is big enough for your plant mm-hmm. and you have a, a sprayer in your right, sink, right. you can make that, you can dial that similar, down a little similar bit. Similar situation, yeah. Yeah. That's smart. I hadn't thought about that. Regularly do this, though, because it's not great for the plants to have dust on them. There is a, so there's a laundromat we used to go to. And they had this, what is it called? Jade plant? Years ago. I don't know what kind of plant it had. It was those, the thick leaves. Yeah. And because it was a laundromat, it's a dusty place. Lots of lint. Lots of lint. And this jade plant was, I don't know, 800 years old. It was huge. (laughs) It was very happy. It was a very very happy, healthy jade plant, but it was so dusty. And I like, I looked at it and I was like, to dust that plant would be like a four-day job. You just take it outside. And then Catherine was like, you can spray it off. Just give it a little. <laughs> I was like, that never would have occurred to me. <laughs> that like every it's, plant yeah. gets rained on and that's fine for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean, it is easier if you keep up with it instead yeah. of letting the dust get so thick that like right. the water just sort of... <laughs> bounces off. bounces off the, the thick layer the of dust. hydrophobic dust coating. Yeah. Dear Hank and Catherine, I have a question about the moon. (laughs) 
I know from elementary school the earth rotates on its axis and that's where we get the seasons from and stuff, but does the moon rotate around the earth in a path around its axis Ooh. or does it rotate around the earth about the center plane of the solar system? Yeah. Run, Forrest, run, Jenny. <laughs> Oh, great, Catherine. Um, uh, so, yeah, so there's the plane of the solar system. Does the moon orbit around us in the plane of the solar system? And then there's the plane of the how the Earth spins. Does the moon orbit around us in the plane of how the Earth spins? It orbits us roughly in the plane of the solar system, but not quite. You okay? That was a big sigh. I'm trying really hard. To care? To follow. Oh, Okay. It's hard. All right, all right. That's good. Um, thank you for letting me know. It's What's confusing? It's just hard for me to visualize these things okay. without a without like in my brain to right. make my brain so see all, all the, of these. All things. the planets roughly are in a flat plane, which is weird. It is weird, but it is. But it, sure. it makes sense if you understand physics, which right. I don't. No. Um, but I've been told <laughs> <laughs> that there's a reason, yeah. and it's a good one. That when a, that when a thing spins, sure, uh, they all sort of like, like okay, a, sure, sure, sure. Like basically, the, if you the spin a thing, matter is going to the yeah, yeah. All right. So just imagine it's like a, a plane, like a, a ball of pizza dough, and pizza you spin it around, flatten it out, gets flattens out. Okay. Um, so that happened, and then and then, but the Earth, while it's spinning, it is on its tilt. Sure. So it goes around and it's tilted the whole time. Sure. And so the question is, does it does the moon go around us with our tilt? Oh, oh, or does it oh, go around oh. us Oh sure. Flat okay. in the solar system. Mm-hmm. It goes around us flat in the solar system. Mm. And it is expected that it would be pretty much exactly flat in the solar system for gravity physics reasons that I don't understand. But it is not. It is five degrees off of that plane. <sighs> and it used to be ten degrees off of that plane, we what? think. Who how? How do you know? How do you know? I think how we know <laughs> is that you can see the effect in fossil rocks or wow. something. Wow. Okay. Or something. I might be wrong about Scientists that. Scientists are amazing. But there's all kinds of there's all kinds, all of, kinds of tools of that, that we yeah. But why and would we, it have not been in the flat plane? So so because probably of how it probably came how out of Earth? either how it was created or like as it was hit by other stuff during the late heavy bombardment. Sure, it's a period Just of got knocked around of time when the after the initial creation of the planets, when something weird happened and a bunch of gravitational instability happened and, and stuff hit each other a lot, mm. which is where all the craters on the moon mostly are from. Not all of them, but mostly. And that was like three billion years ago or something, or more than that, a long time ago. Okay, right around the creation of the solar system. So way more than three billion years ago. And so, but we, it is a it is a legitimate mystery that we do not know the answer to why the moon is not on the plane of the solar system. Hmm. That continues to baffle us. Well, good question then, Jenny. Yeah. It is called the lunar inclination problem. Hmm. So if you want to learn about the lunar inclination problem, look that up. Um, and this is also why we don't get a solar eclipse every single time the moon goes around us. So if it wasn't on, in this five degree thing, then a solar eclipse would happen every single time, every single lunar month. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Turns out it's pretty important. Yeah, the moon is very cool, man. I, like billions of other people, don't have perfect vision on the reg. I either wear glasses or contact lenses. But during the... uh, (laughs) I've been avoiding glasses. (laughs) 
That's great. During the, that's what we're gonna call it. I'm tired of calling. Like 20 years from now, we'll be like, we're not calling it the pandemic. No, we call it the panopticon. We call it the 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 ponderosa pine. <laughs> the picky dicky. We're gonna call it the piggly wiggly. <laughs> during, during, during the pantsuit. It's just gonna be a multiple syllable p word. <laughs> <laughs> I've been avoiding glasses at all costs because I cannot stand when my mask fogs up my glasses. That got me thinking, if my glasses fog up, why don't my eyes? Um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the end of the sentence. That's it. If my glasses fog up, why don't my eyes? Why don't my eyes fog up? God, um, I love a great question. I have, I mean, uh, that is a good question. And I also very much relate to this yeah. question because same. Same. Um, I I don't I have hate, contacts, yeah. and so I don't have that option. Yeah, I'm like I'm going somewhere today. I'm putting my contacts on. I I've, saw. I'm, and then if I forget, which sometimes I do, and uh-huh. I like end up having to go to the grocery store or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be a nightmare. Yeah. And I just like push my glasses down to the end of my nose, and I'm like, this will have to do. <laughs> as far away from everything as possible. Yeah. Just more air circulation. It does help if you yeah. if you if you wear that second mask underneath the top mask. Yeah. Because then you get a much tighter seal. Yeah. But still can escape out there. Especially if you're steamy. Yeah. Steamy breather. Like some people are. Um <laughs> oh, man. but yeah, I just I just I just push them out a little bit. Yeah. So that they're not farther, quite farther as tight down. up on your it's I don't do that while you're driving. No. But if you're just walking around yeah, the store, well, mask you're, prob- you're probably yeah. okay. I so saw... that's a hack if you forget to put your contacts on and you have to go out mm-hmm. and wear a mask somewhere. Well, just... or just like me and always. Or if you are just Hank. Um, so if my glasses fog up, why don't my eyes Hank? Uh, so a couple of reasons. One, your eyes are at body temperature. Yes. And the o- the reason why fog yes. condenses on your glasses is because your glasses are cooler Cold. than yeah. your body. And so that air that's coming out of you is warm. It can hold more moisture. When that air gets exposed to something cold, it cools down. It can hold less moisture. The moisture falls out of the air and condenses. Fog. So, yeah. So that's one, one reason. And the same reason why you can see your breath in the wintertime. That's one reason. But the other thing is that even if it did, and it does a little bit, your eyes are wet. And so it's just like more wet. Yeah. It's just wet, wet. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah. And like, where's the fog going to form? I mean, if you had dry if glass, you... gla- like if our eyes were like a, yes, a and, mineral. Right. And that like sometimes your contact lens can kind of like oh. get a little dry mm. and like have a, but that's just because it stops being as attached to your eye, I think. Mm-hmm. This next question comes from Michael, who asks, Dear Hank and Catherine, did people living before the discovery of electricity ever experience static electricity? And if they did, how do they react? <laughs> Were people accused of witchcraft for accidentally shocking their friends? Thanks, Michael. Mm. Uh, that's a good question. I imagine that static electricity existed before. It has existed the whole time. The whole, yes. And people are like, that's a thing. That's a thing. And that's how we felt about everything. Yeah. We were just like, that's a thing. <laughs> well, and I think it probably static electricity had something to do with people being like, I wonder what that 
what I could do with that. Indeed. And could uh, I make that into yeah. something that would do something else? Yeah, like Pliny the Elder this was like powerful. rubbing amber on stuff and, and picking up like pieces of paper. T- tiny little yeah. things. And, and so we were things. aware of this effect. Yeah. We didn't know what it was. And we called they called it, like the Greeks called it an electrokos or something. Like that's mm-hmm. where the word electricity comes from. So we were aware of it for a long time before we were able to like turn it into anything useful. <laughs> Somebody on TikTok asked me once, uh, what did they call the electric eel before electricity? Um, and it, it turns out, who are they? Yeah. Uh, because we actually don't know what electric eels were called before Europeans arrived in South America, where sure. electric eels are from. Yeah. Because we've lost that word mm. because of colonization. Mm. So they've been called electric eels the whole time. You know, Europeans didn't know about electric eels before they came to the Americas. And we knew about electricity by then. But electric eels are electric. But not eels, turns out. <laughs> so we got it half right. Oh. And only the only the part you thought we would have got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, electricity, we've we've you know, people are, they are fish? Not aware of it. They're a kind of fish. They're just not like related to eels. Mm. They look like eels. What's They're a long, fish? skinny fish. But yes, they are fish. Okay. And eels are also fish. There's a lot of kinds of fish. I thought there was no such thing as a fish. This is the thing. Okay. <laughs> Fish, yeah. fish yeah. is any... Saying something is something, but not something else. Yeah. Or is is that thing, but yeah. Ta- like, taxonomy is a big old mess. There are many things that aren't actually yeah. in, in, a, in a box that makes sense. Sure. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say fish? That's what it means. That's what... Yeah. That's, yeah, you know, one of those matters. things. Yeah. Yeah. One of those slippery... It's a swimming Fish-shaped things. Zap scales. Yeah. Mm. Vertebrate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crap. Not a mammal. Cool. Fish. Breathe like <laughs> gills. Yeah. Not a not it's not a bird. It's not a mammal. And it lives in the water. <laughs> it breathes the air. Yeah. Breathes the water. Basically. Not an amphibian. Yeah. B- breathes water. Breathes water. Basically. Yeah. But they can also and often do breathe but air. Can also breathe air, yeah. Which is frustrating. That, that is damn. <laughs> it's like I'm yeah. So that's the that's the one there. <laughs> what is fish? Freaking fish breathing air. That's not cool. And us basically are breathing fish. Excuse? We're basically air breathing fish. We are air breathing fish. Okay. Yeah. We're not breathing fish. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, Catherine, the, that there's tiny fish tiny in the fish air in the all air. the time? That's so Tiny okay. fish. That's why it smells like well, that. We talk about. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Speaking of smells, Hank. Uh-huh. Kaylee asks, dear Hank and Catherine, there's a strange smell in mm. my apartment. Mm. I can only smell it when I'm standing in front of my kitchen counter. <laughs> I cannot find the source. Uh. I've looked everywhere. Tried to cover it up with candles. Oh, wow. And my essential oil diffuser. But I keep smelling the strange, gross smell. Mm. My brain won't stop telling me some creature has died or worse <laughs> is living in my kitchen. Please help. Oh, Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee. I had a very similar experience. I was in my office and I kept hearing weird video game noises. <laughs> For all day. How is this a similar experience? Well, it's like I hear this. Okay. And I'm like, what is it? Okay. And I finally, I like got up and I thought it was happening outside. I got up and walked around. Oren had turned on days ago my drum set. 
to make we- like a bunch of weird noises. Oh my god! I don't even know how he did it. Like I've never turned, I've never managed, managed to make it do it. But it was just like boing, 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 boing. Just over there by himself. Yeah, it was just playing some music for days. It was coming out of the headphones. Yeah, it was coming out of the headphones. Oh my god! And so I, I literally had to turn it off and turn it on again. Like I don't know what happened. It got very confused. Um, but I figured it out. Yeah. And I th- I feel like there must be a way to figure this out. Like if it's coming from somewhere. Smells don't come from nowhere. Yeah. There has to be a source. And it has to get stronger when you get closer to it. Yep. You have to sniff everything. <laughs> I, I mean, you say you've looked everywhere. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> you need to sniff the cracks. Yeah. You need to... Get your nose. You need to take every drawer out of the counter. Yep. You, you need, need to, to get, get under there. In that counter. Uh-huh. You might need to take the bottom of your counter off because there's a space between the bottom of your counter the, what is and the your bottom floor. of my counter? Oh, okay. The kickboard. Is that what it's called? That does also cover that part up. But yeah. I was talking about like From the inside. part of the counter, the cabinet. Yeah. Sorry, the part of the cabinet uh-huh. that holds things. When yes. you put things inside your yeah. cabinet, the floor. The of little the cabinet. Floor, cabinet floor. Yes. <laughs> There's a space in between the cabinet yeah. floor and the floor. Right. And have there you... could very well be something in there. Kaylee, have you been in your cabinet yet? <laughs> I need you. I'm going to need you <laughs> to get in your cabinet. To take everything out of your cabinet. And then Except you get for in Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> you might need a saw. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To, I mean, mm-hmm. if this is a if smell, this is, if this is your home, it's well, an apartment. Well, you say it's your apartment, so like you know, you might need to get your landlord to come over and like, yeah, crack into your cabinet and mm-hmm. be like, oh, there's a, oh, there's a mouse, oh, there's a dead one in there, <laughs> uh, because that it, that could be the yeah. source of the smell. Yeah. Um, I mean, alternatively, just wait and the smell will go away. It will eventually go away. If it is a dead animal. Yeah, I, I have eventually, been in that situation. Eventually, the thing that is making it smell will stop Smelling. being there. It, it might still be there. <laughs> well, but it won't I mean. smell anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the flesh <laughs> yeah. will have yeah, the bacteria gone will away have, to have such a point. done their jobs. Yeah, where and, there is yeah. nothing more to make a smell. Exactly. You know, good luck. <laughs> Which reminds me, Catherine, it's a great coincidence that this podcast is brought to you by Cabinet Floors. <laughs> Everybody's got them. Everybody's got All them. cabinets got floors. Floor. There's a, and then there's the space between the cabinet floor and the floor floor. Uh-huh. And that's where the dead things live. <laughs> if, if nothing else, there's definitely some dust in there. Oh, yes. Yes. This podcast is also brought to you by the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the picnic party. Yeah. The <laughs> the pantalemon. The Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> the pantalemon. <laughs> All right. That's the second yeah. historic materials. Yeah. Reference this episode. Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by all the people we went to grad school with, who we'd love to hear from. Yeah. All the people who we went to grad school with, who we'd love to hear from. What's up? Yeah. Where you at? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to reach out to you, though. No. But Hank's email is easy to find on the internet. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and Hank, this podcast is brought to you by the, the little weed whacker inside your computer that 
that used to turn on when you put a CD in and make a lot of wind. <laughs> it's going to fly away. <laughs> so listen, your toilet is massively gross, like it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet, Blue Land's Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blueland products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains, including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. Catherine, this next question comes from Kaylin, who asks Dear Hank and and Catherine, I keep... Sometimes they do that, and I refuse. (laughs) (laughs) What are you thinking? Well, the name of the podcast is Dear Hank and John. (laughs) I keep hearing Americans talk about this Groundhog Day thing, and I have no idea what you are talking about. I need answers. No capacity for creating sign-offs. Kaylin. So there is a rodent. I... Who uh, lives in Vermont? Why? No, it doesn't... It is a very strange... No. Like, I don't understand it either. Can I just say that? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Pennsylvania. It's Pennsylvania. Oh, that's another word we can... can... Yeah. During the (laughs) Punxsutawney. (laughs) I just... Oh, God. Can we just get through this Punxsutawney? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think it's a I think it's a Pennsylvania thing. But yeah, there's a there's a rodent and mm-hmm. the people of this city decided that they wanted to make us a, a holiday about it. They just wanted to be in charge of whether winter was going to happen or not. It used to be real important that uh, like yeah. that that like winter was coming to an end. Right. But like they still didn't it so people would try to predict that it, whether it was ending or not. Yeah. And one of the predictors and I there I imagine that back in the farmer's almanac days when you needed to know whether to plant your crops or not sure there was a lot of different like like signs sure yeah 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 that you would sort of divine the future with yes and the only one that has lasted this is, is the a only rodent one. in Pennsylvania <laughs> just one one single hog well, of the ground and the story of why that one rodent in Pennsylvania is the one who lasted I'm curious about, like, what is it? Is it the the word Punxsutawney is weird? It's weird. And I it wonder is, if there is, is any tie to any other, like, deeper right. culture. I bet not. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear the, the deeper story of how Groundhog's Day became a thing. And is it Groundhog's Day or Groundhog Day? I don't even know. It didn't come up in American Gods, so I imagine it's not that deep. Yeah. Is this rodent a god? <laughs> kind of. Kind of. A little bit. Um, <laughs> apparently has control over the winter, so <laughs> that's pretty. That's a lot of power. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of energy you're in control of, little man. 
Anyway, Caitlin, we don't know either. Yeah, it has gotten. Can you? As I've gotten older. Exactly. Good call, Catherine. How about you search for them and let us know? (laughs) All right, Catherine, let's do one more question before we get to the all important news from Mars. It's from Olivia, who asks Dear Hank and Catherine, can you make art in space? Like for watercolor to dry, the water needs to evaporate. Can it do that? Mm -hmm. Would you even be able to apply the paint to the paper? What about acrylic paint? Additionally, how much would you be willing to pay for some space art? Pronounced like Olivia, Vincent Van Gogh. What? (laughs) Why does it say Um, Vincent Van Gogh under there? They're saying that this question is actually from Vincent Van Gogh. Gogh. But uh, they're, uh, you know. But it's pronounced Olivia. Yeah. Got it. I caught up. You can make art in space. Astronauts do it all the time. Uh, Not all the time, but many astronauts have brought watercolors up to the space station and done and done art up there because you can totally do it now there are certain paints you don't want to use because they might tiny particles particles you don't want you also don't want volatiles oh sure so like bad smells are harder to get a get scrub out of the yeah air there like paints probably wouldn't be yeah um oil paints astronauts are either Hmm. discouraged from or, or explicitly prohibited from selling stuff yeah that that was part like bringing stuff up and then selling it and be like this is a space coin they can give stuff away but i think that there is a rule against selling your space art as space art sure so how much i would pay for it is i think uh irrelevant irrelevant but i think i would pay extra for space art if i sure if i liked it you know if i like i like that i would probably pay more if i knew that it was made in space the question of whether it would be you could have, like, do things that you couldn't do otherwise is, is interesting to me. Like, could you make art in space that you kind of couldn't make on Earth? And I think you definitely could. Yeah. Like, zero-gravity art would be really... is an interesting idea. Right, because gravity definitely plays, yeah. plays a factor in mm-hmm. how things work. How, how paint behaves. Yeah. That would be... That's, a, that's an interesting thought. Also, Planet Labs, which is a, a space satellite company, but they... Uh, Space satellite, as opposed to Earth satellites, <laughs> the ones we keep here on the ground, is uh, is a telescope company, and they except the telescopes point at Earth, so mm-hmm. they like take they pictures have of Earth a, a lot. Bunch of them. Right? They have a bunch of them. They have yeah. a bunch of them. They they're basically taking pictures of everything they, all the time. Yeah, they they like help figure out what's up with crops or yeah. wildfires and mm-hmm. stuff. So whenever you see like day to day shots of wildfires, that's Planet Labs almost always. Every one of their satellites they send up, one side is solar panels on on one side and the other side doesn't have anything on it so they just print art and they like commission artists to make art for the other side of their planet labs little space telescopes which are like pretty small like yeah. they're about three feet across and it's like, a, like a normal yeah. a canvas size yeah you know? and so like, like up in space around <laughs> us there is a space gallery that no one can see oh my god which i think is adorable yeah because the cameras on the satellites aren't pointing that way either yeah no no one can see it well, and then they they, and the, then they come down and crash. They crash. They they are they, just they are designed to burn up in the atmosphere. So I think it's lovely. Well, is there a gallery of this art that you can yes, look at? Though? You can look at. Yes, okay. I would. I went to their offices and they have. Yeah. They have all the I've art. Been that there they, too. I don't just didn't remember that. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Catherine and Mars news this week. Uh, it's just perseverance stuff. Yay! And it, I, th- I feel like it should be for a while now. <laughs> so maybe this is part of also why I'm feeling hopeful right yeah. now. So we're getting more great stuff out of the Perseverance landing. NASA has released the audio of the rover's landing. 
which is so freaking cool. That includes the sound of the breeze of Mars, also some of the sounds of its machinery actually operating, like the things moving up and the mast cam, because, um, of course, it kind of arrives folded up and sure. it has to unfold itself. They released a 360-degree panorama, um, and you can see uh, the, the landscape that they're currently inside of, and you can see the rim of the crater in the distance in the same way that we kind of can when we're inside of Yellowstone, where it's like sure. you're kind of surrounded by this caldera. It doesn't look very red. Mar- well, yeah. Um, what color Mars is is a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. And how to take a picture and know that like how to do white balance on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> so it's do like, you Good point. Do you show what it Yeah. So like it, a lot of like decisions, like there are human decisions that go into what Mars looks like, but sure. it is certainly brown. Yeah. Um it is browner than Earth. Yeah, I mean, you would expect that it would look reddish. Yeah. Right. That's lots of iron oxide. It looks yeah. red in the sky. Yeah. Which is amazing that like. Well, that's the interesting people, thing about it. Uh, ancient people could look at that and be like, that one is redder. Yeah. Which I guess I can notice, but uh-huh. I don't know that I would, I would notice unless someone told me first. But mm. I guess if the night sky was. That's all you did. That's a all you pr- had. A pretty big part of my life. That's all you had. Yeah. To <laughs> look at at night. More. So yeah. China's Tianwen-1 spacecraft is also getting prepared for a future landing in May or June. It's closing in around Mars to take in its its parking orbit. Uh, New Orbit gets the spacecraft as close as 170 miles and as far away as 37,000 miles from Mars. So it's a big elliptical orbit. Oh, okay. Um, And it takes about two Earth days to do that orbit. While it's at this new distance, Tianwen-1 will be studying the landscape and the dust conditions at its primary landing site so it can prepare for a safe landing. Oh, so it's going around a few times just to be like, just checking everything out. Uh Oh, that's cool. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's able to do that. And I'm pretty sure that we share Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter images with oh. the Chinese Space Agency. So so they have this access to the same images that we have. How many like operating things are like currently on or around Mars and looking at Mars? I don't know. That's a great question, Catherine. Oh, thanks. So there are a bunch of orbiters, lots eight of, orbiters right now. Lots of orbiters. Yep. So a couple of rovers. Yep, some rovers down and there. And then other things just sitting there. Yeah, some some just sit. Some, the some uh, just landers. Yeah, the Insight mission is just sits there and studies the inside of the planet, waiting for earthquakes to bounce around so it can know what's going on inside. Interesting. Okay. Good job, everyone. Good job, Catherine. Thank you for making a podcast with me. You're welcome. <laughs> I do miss making podcasts with you. I know. You've got to figure out something else to do. You can go to listen to our podcast, Delete This, uh, but only old ones because we haven't been making them lately. I don't want to talk about Twitter anymore. Yeah. Plus, there was the whole panorama. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a lot. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tuna Medish. It's produced by Rosiana Hals Rojas and Sheridan Gibson. Our communications coordinator is Julia Bloom. Our editorial assistant is Deboki Trepravardi. The music you're hearing now and at the beginning of the podcast is by the great Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't, don't forget, forget to, to be, be awesome. awesome.